We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa know-how. The Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. run out of midfielders to, to <laughs> use because if, if I'm off Morrow, I'm off Kledge, I'm off Lee Wynn. Are you really going to transfer Morrow out with the wild card? Um, no. No. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I am joined again by J.D. Basso and Skylar Redpath to talk about uh, fantasy Major League Soccer. Gentlemen, I uh, have been in Las Vegas for the past few days, and then I spent all day today at the Bronx Zoo, which... Uh, couldn't be two different places, although both were hot as hell. Um, but 
I'm ready to jump back in for MLS after yesterday's um, six-game slate that saw basically nobody play. Yesterday and... was a zoo. Yesterday's <laughs> six-game stuff show. Right. It was six games, and it felt like there were about eight guys that played. Um, we were talking before the podcast about how uh, FMLS was just a mess because so many people had uh, empty bye weeks. I, I'm still not sure why this turned into its own week as opposed to a double. Skyler, you have a little bit of a inside track on on uh, FMLS. Can you uh, answer that question for us, why they decided to do a six-game slate instead of just tacking these on to another? I'm not really sure if I can provide any super like insider information. I have no clue why it was broken up like that, but I imagine um, you know the way the wild card is set up, um, we get the get a free wild card to use any time between rounds one and seventeen. Um, so round eighteen kicked off on Wednesday, which was last night, and we get another free universal wild card to use between rounds eighteen and end of the season, pretty much. So I was thinking it might have something to do with that, with all the bye weeks, um, and we actually get a free universal wild card starting uh, Friday. So um, that's kind of how I'm thinking maybe since there were so many buys that maybe, you know, they figured that we, they could go ahead and break it up like that. But, yeah, it seems kind of strange to me, too, that it wasn't just another double game week. And bravo to anybody who was able to keep their wild card until now. But, um, J.D., I think you used yours in, like, around 12, right? I really, really wanted to keep it till this week. I was, like, planning on it the whole time, and then I had a couple injuries and red card suspension maybe hit at the same time. So, yeah, I had to use it. It might have even been a little earlier, week 9, week mm. 11. I'm not positive. But uh, I, on the other hand, if I used my wild card this week, I don't know how much better off I really would have been. I mean, I would have saved. I think I took four hits, so I was minus 16 off the bat. I think I would have saved those, but not much else. I mean, Javinko didn't play, Kleshton didn't play, Diaz didn't play. There, there weren't a ton of huge fantasy scores. So yeah, yeah, it seemed like everybody pretty much collectively took a took a hit. So yeah, I mean, when the average score is twenty seven, you know that's that's pretty bad. And I'm pretty sure that's without hits. Like, I don't think they factor that in in. They factor that into the standings, but not the round scores, right, as far right. as I'm aware. So, yeah, once you factor in hits, I bet some people had negatives, oh. points. Oh. And yet, somehow, Andrew's uh, on a plane with Giovinco as his captain and still ends up probably one of the highest scores of the round. Bumps up to number 14 overall. <laughs> I was uh, trying to see where I was uh, overall. I don't even see where I list this week. But, yeah, the uh, zero from my captain Javinko, nothing from Kledgeton, nothing from Mauro Diaz, and two points from Fernando Adi, who I thought was going to be a nice pickup. But, um, yeah, I was really bitching to you guys about it, and then all of a sudden I checked this morning and I realized I didn't have a ton to complain about <laughs> thanks to my fullbacks. But You are the fullback whisperer. I don't think you own a <laughs> center back on your team, which is kind of counterintuitive to how – a lot of us play fantasy MLS. Yeah, I I did have some. Uh, I think I had, or I definitely had Daniel Steris and I had Tommy Redding and I forget who the other one was that I dropped. But uh, yeah, I got I got lucky this week with Brandon Vincent and Connor Laid, and I've had Jovan Jones this whole time. So that it was nice that that finally paid off. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I'm looking at kind of w what to do next week, and I'm not sure I'm making like wholesale changes, which it, it almost seems like such a waste of a, of a free wild card not to make like 11 changes. But well, uh, keep this in mind: the um, the tiebreaker at the end of the season, if you so happen to be tied with somebody, is the amount of transfers you made. Hmm. So fewest transfers. Or... Yes. So even if you're tinkering during your wild card, don't save it. Oh. Just like do it and then make your changes all at once. Because like if you may, if you change your wild card like five times before it locks, uh, all those transfers count. Oh, that's interesting. I never even thought yeah. about that. Because um... I mean, it it's decently possible that at the end of the year there's a tie for first place. Like right. probably five percent chance, maybe. I don't know. Probably you not. Think about team, these yeah. things when you're pushing top ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're we're Andrew's support since we're not there ourselves. I was just about to say. Yeah. I think it, 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 my team so far this year is really a testament to how good you guys are, because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have no no reason to be where my team is right now. Um, <laughs> I'm so not going to take any. I'm not going to take any credit for your <laughs> fantasy team. <laughs> um. Well, if ever anybody saw the DMs that we have before lineup lock, then I'm sure they'd appreciate how well you guys uh, have helped me out. But anyway, let's jump into round uh, 19. It is now, right? Um, we've got yeah, we've got uh, a number of uh, DraftKings slates uh, because there's a single Friday match. So we've got some Friday Saturday, we've got a full Saturday, we've got a late Saturday, we've got Sunday, and we've got a late Sunday, which the late Sunday drives me nuts. Like they have three games on Sunday and somehow they decided that we needed a two game slate as well, just in case somebody doesn't get in by three o'clock. But uh, let's start off with the first match of the weekend, which will kick off at a convenient 11 PM Eastern on Friday. It is Houston at LA, which I assume will uh, include just a ton of people getting as many galaxy players as possible because uh, Houston stinks and LA is good enough. And my, Missing anything with that preview. <laughs> Man, I I vividly remember a time on the podcast last season, L.A. played Houston, and um, it just went miserably backwards, and Houston completely controlled the game and shut Los Angeles out. But, yeah, I think this, this time around it's going to be L.A. dominating. Um, they've been on fire. Robbie Keane's a beast. Uh, there's not too much to overthink with this one. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm we're going to see Dave really Romney, too. Because I think Ashley yeah. Cole's still out. Yeah, Romney's, uh, he seems like he's been a pretty good cheap pickup on DK. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm kind of with JD, though. I'm not really feeling any Houston guys. Um, Keen is a good one if you're playing the Friday slate, for sure. And then... Uh, I mean, if, yeah, some of the cheaper defender guys, if uh, I don't know if Lorenowitz is going to still be in the mix, um, but him and Romney have been providing some pretty good cover as, as some cheap defender pickups. Yeah, Nigel DeYoung is back from his suspension, but um, it's almost like are they willing to put themselves at a risk that he gets sent off again? Uh, is with... he actually back, or did he serve the extra game they gave him? Um, maybe not actually now that you've said that I wasn't sure that he got an extra game he did get one extra game and it's interesting because he needs to play 11 out of the final 15 after right. that 
to get his uh, 2017 contract extension to kick in. Which is a DP contract. Correct. So uh, I think they probably won't want to play him. Huh. Yeah, he is still suspended. I'm looking at oh, the okay. disciplinary report here. So, yeah, Lorenowitz will probably be back. And he's not, you know, you're not rushing out the door to get him or anything. But a couple of games ago, he popped up with a goal. Um, for the price, then he's worth a play every now and then. So, mm-hmm. see how it works out with the team you're putting together. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just such a weird... I always was never a fan of the one-game starts to a whole slate just because... And they're never that big, and some just weird things can happen um, on these one-off games. But is is Houston basically Giles Barnes and everybody else? I mean, I guess we had been plugging Jaleel Anibaba for a bit. Um, well, Demarcus Beasley's out, so there might be some value at that second fullback spot. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be Abdulli Mansali, if it's going to be uh, Shannon Williams. Shannon Williams, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, if you just really need a, a cheap defender, I guess you can go that route. Shannon Williams isn't that he's 3,800, which isn't that cheap, but Man Sally's 3,000, and he had some good uh, offensive games with Real Salt Lake last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is are you? Do you trust the Galaxy defense enough to? Oh yeah. For a clean sheet. Big time. Okay. I would put their odds at like 50 percent at least. Um, that's pretty high. That's extremely high, That's right? High. Um, the bookmakers have it at forty-three percent, so not crazy. You're not you're not way off there. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, all right, let's move over to Saturday because that's that feels like we've already talked about that game for too long. Uh, we've got a six-game Saturday slate. Kicks off with DC United at Columbus, um, which doesn't seem like it'll be overly exciting unless you guys think there will be something from DC. Um, DC might be the better team right now, let's be honest. Well, I feel like the crew have still been pretty good um, offensively. I mean, with the- They lost to TFC's B team last night. I mean, <laughs> that that team was missing like their four or five best players. Yeah. Um, it was a tie, wasn't it? It was a draw. Yeah, it was a draw. Oh, yeah, sorry. 1-1. The- well, not winning is a loss against that team. <laughs> True. I, I mean, in fairness, they're missing... Um, you know, Iguain or obviously Kai Kamara's not there anymore, but um, I feel like if you're, I mean, were they, would you easily say they were the two, their two best players last year? Would you try yeah. to say Ethan Finley was above he one was, of them? Finley was good, but Kamara and Iguain, I think we're still the, still what made of, that team yeah. tick. In terms of importance to a team, I would say definitely Iguain more than Finley. And I would say even Will Trapp, more than Finley, mm-hmm. uh, probably Tony Chani. More than Finley, so. Yeah, we. Um, I feel like Ola Kamara has done enough for us to, you know, not give uh, give them a hard time for losing Kai Kamara. But Iguain's absence, I feel like, is has been pretty significant. Yeah, um, majorly. Yeah, so he's still out though. So, <laughs> um, is there any thought that you could go heavy on? DC United on the road, and by heavy I mean more than one guy. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean Bill Hamid got cheaper since the last time he played. I'm pretty sure, which, which is crazy. Um, I guess because he let in three goals. Yeah. At Philadelphia, but 
that just makes it all the better for this weekend when we want to use them. Um, and then if you're using Hamid, you could uh, argue you should use one of the DC United Defenders. Kemp's kind of expensive, but uh, might be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know who's going to start on the wing for DC United in this one. Maybe Lloyd Sam gets his first minutes. I was just about to say that, yeah. He somehow dropped from 7,000 to 4,200. Wow, I've just noticed that. Yeah, if he gets a um, start, then that's, that's a good an shot. awesome. You have to play. Awesome him, right? price, uh, and I think Lloyd, Sam, Fabian, Espindola, and then if you get Sabario or Alhaji Kamara up top, and Luciano Acosta underneath them, that's a really formidable attack. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really trust Acosta yet, and Alhaji Kamara. I'm not sure they fully trust him either. But are we calling I him mean, Kamara? Camera. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't you call us out on? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too easy. It's right there on the screen. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my thoughts on DC United are you you have to just play your best guys and make them gel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the time is running out. I don't know where they sit in the standings, but I doubt it's a playoff spot right now. Uh, yeah, I doubt. I doubt it as well. What about anyone from Columbus? Well, Ola Kamara finally is priced at what he should be. Yeah. Um, that said, he's still a, one of the better goal scorers right now in the league, so I think you could definitely use him. Um, I always like Justin Miram. Yeah, you do. Personally. Uh, he just kind of chips in in all sorts of ways. He hasn't really found a lot of space to kind of dominate like he did when Iguain and Kamara were there taking some attention away, but... He's still a good player, and I also think uh, Mohamed Syed plays or takes corner kicks when he's in a lot of the time now, so that's an option at 4,800. I was just about to say, do you know who took them in their last game against, or I, last night's game against Toronto? I don't know about last night's game, but last weekend's game, I'm pretty sure it was Syed. It, it was, and last oh, night it was Dilly Duca. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot that Dilly Duca started, but I did get excited on Twitter about that. <laughs> Um, I think I wrote him up one time last season, and he got a goal, and I felt really smart. Hmm. Was he with Montreal last year? Am I remembering yes. that correctly? Yeah. Um, Skyler, who do you? Who's your best pick from this game? Ola Kamara, um, a Spindola right after that, though. I feel like a Spindola. It's a, the type of matchup that he can exploit, um, especially with DC being somewhat rested compared to the crew. Um, Columbus playing last night and then turning around and playing again on Saturday, I think. I think uh, Spindle is going to have some opportunities, so uh, I like him. I'm Looking at D.C., though, I'd probably, I don't know if I'd go uh, too heavy on anybody else. Maybe Lloyd Sam if he starts. Um, Bill Hamid's price is attractive, but it was last week, too, and that that kind of bit me, so I'm a little bit uh, salty about that play still. Um, the crew, though, then, yeah, I think Ola Kamara, he's still going to be the guy that they're looking to. He had several chances last night that if, you know, ball, you know, a matter of a foot or two would have bounced another way, then he would have had another goal. So mm-hmm. he only had, like, six points, but I don't think that should scare anyone off him just yet. I think he's still uh, probably going to have a huge second half of the season. So I think he should be on everybody's radar. And then 
Um, was kicking myself last night for no exposure. Well, I had some, but not enough to uh, Harrison a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, lit it up. I think he had like 24, 25 points. Um, scored the goal and then had probably, I think, the most crosses he's had all season. So he's another guy that I'm going to probably be considering even at that high price if I can find a good value defender to pair him with. I think that might be the first time all season that I asked about a DC game and you didn't say a spindle was the best play. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, was <laughs> you close. did say right after that. I don't like a spindle for the record in this game. I don't think you've I liked th- him all season either. Also, well, me and Skyler <laughs> do disagree on him a lot, but yeah. I mean, the one thing Columbus has, they have very athletic defensive midfielders that can kind of shut things down, and they have quick fullbacks. And the spindle is not that fast, so. I don't really think this is a game on the road that a spindle is kind of suited for. Mm-hmm. I have a DC, or Columbus don't have a good defense, but I think uh, a spindle is probably better against like a, a possession-type team that can kind of just pack it in. A spindle can just lob crosses in, uh, you know, exploit some, some bad center-back play. Makes sense. Um, next up <clears throat> excuse me, is Colorado hosting Sporting Kansas City. Is it just me, or is it, are we going to finish this season with Fail Haber, Zussi, and Dwyer starting together like three times? Could be. Seems that way. It's weird that like they never seem to. I mean, obviously Copa Copa America had a little to do with that bringing Zussi out, but like I just feel like they never seem to play together. And even Brad Davis like barely plays. Like this is such a weird team to me. And and their designated player Diego Rubio does not play enough. Right. Right, and so like, when you when you look at a game uh, with Sporting, which this may not necessarily be that game. Not that Colorado is like excellent defensively, but they're pretty good. Um, but you're like, I need exposure to Sporting Kansas City. Like, who's the guy that you think of first? Jimmy wow. Madonna. <laughs> Nobody. Why do you need exposure to Sporting Kansas City? I'm just saying, if if, if the slate came up and it was Chicago oh. at SKC. Yeah, for Chicago me right now, if it's anybody. Out. Yeah, I'm def- I'm still on the Jimmy Majanda train, even though he only posted seven points last night. But that's my go-to for Sporting KC. Okay. Like if it's anybody, then that's that's who it is. Yeah, and then well, Benny, he- Benny Fieldhopper right after him. Madronda would have posted less than uh, 10 points again the previous match if Josh Saunders didn't let in a terrible goal. Yeah, but seven or eight points, I mean, it's... For 5,100 or 5,000 from a midfielder spot, that's not that good. It's not great, no, but if you're getting the the rest of what he's doing, then it's worth a shot because he's uh, that upside's there. So he's at 55 at Colorado this week. What do you think, Skyler? Probably uh, probably shying away, honestly. I mean, last week, or I guess last week, Wednesday, last night, was uh, probably the first game that he's really underperformed. So I think a lot, anybody that's kind of been on that bandwagon is probably going to take a step back and, and reevaluate before just plugging him in like it has been up until now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking at Matt Beasler, who did start, uh, last night at 2700 um is that cheap enough where you just plug it in and forget it jd because you would, we've been talking about him for a few weeks now since copa because he hasn't gotten a start yet but 
He got one finally. Yeah, I think we were basically talking about him the one slate because he let us fit in like every good attacking yeah. player there was. Right. Um, he's not really a guy I'm going to look to grab though. Okay. I I kind of like Ike Opara now that he's kind of back and uh, looks like after his bad injury, I guess that was a was it an ACL or a ruptured Achilles or maybe he had both last season. Hmm. It was he's had some bad luck, but uh when that guy was healthy, him and Kai Kamara would have had a really good uh jumping contest. Like they both can get their head over the crossbar with ease. Yeah, so, I'm a huge Opara fan, but uh Coelho was back last night too, so yeah. that kind of muddies the situation a little bit. Yeah, they have four center backs that can play. But right. it, I mean if Opara starts, he's definitely on my radar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was on my uh, Euro MLS mashup team <laughs> that I had one point from Ronaldo on and figured I was done. So mm-hmm. uh opened the laptop back up to see. I think Ike was one of the guys that had a goal and Madronda just, yeah, it was probably one of the crazier nights of DFS that I've played in. I just I thought the Ronaldo one pointer would be done. Mm-hmm. And then I think a couple teams had Zussi with a goose egg on it too. It was, yeah, his late scratch. It was nuts, but yes, yeah, Sporting's got some guys that you know are definitely garbage. fantasy relevant. <laughs> <laughs> well, garbage, uh, I guess you could say real life wise, but fantasy wise, and uh, seems like you know between Benny, even Brad Davis when he starts, and then they've got Justin Mapp on the bench too. Like they've got tons of guys in, in consideration. So is Gashi the best play from this game if you don't like Madronda? You guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gashi for me is the best play from this game. JD? Um, yeah, if you're not thinking about price, I guess he is. Well, price-wise then, who's the best play? I, I'm kind of just tempted to stay away from the really expensive options. We have... In this slate, if you include Friday, you have six other games to look at, mm-hmm. and they have some much better attackers. I don't know that I want Gashi at seventy two hundred. It's not a bad value, but it's not it's not the greatest value. I'd be looking like to see if Diego Rubio starts, and I get him at forty two hundred. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't like a lot in this one. Okay. But Sporting Kansas City is also like my least favorite team right now. And they used to be one of my favorites. So, I mean, we've had to. Skyler has talked up Lawrence Olam on the podcast before. That's <laughs> kind of just shows you how. I think he scored like the next week or something. <laughs> His first ever goal. Oh, uh, wow. I'm sure, he had one in high school. I made that up, but it, <laughs> it sounds true. Um, all right, let's move on then. There's another game at 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Chicago at Dallas. Dallas shockingly rested Mauro Diaz on Wednesday. Let's be uh, fair; they rested everybody. Yes, it wasn't. That's a it good wasn't point. a Mauro Diaz problem. It was uh, just how they approached the game. Problem. Yes, and they got absolutely obliterated five nothing by the Sounders. But frankly, um, I don't last think last place Sounders. Yeah, I don't think you can re- literally read anything into this game because of who they put out there. Um, the uh, yeah, Dallas played Fabian Castillo for 29 minutes. Barrios played a half. Diaz didn't play at all. Arudi didn't play at all. And so they come back now and get to play the worst team 
in Major League Soccer. So are you all in on Diaz and anyone else? Yeah, Diaz. Okay. Like in every lineup, maybe? Okay. That's going to be a tough, well, maybe not for you. Actually, we can get to Javinko <laughs> in a little it's bit. It's definitely not tough at all. No, I meant if you're going to go with Morrow and Javinko. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. But, why? Well, yeah, I don't know why we would go with Javinko. Right, we can. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but if I mean, if this game is a blowout like last night's was on the other side, uh, and you have Diaz, are you more comfortable with? I feel like we had this conversation earlier in the season. Are you more comfortable with a Rudy or Barrios? Or is Castillo somehow in that conversation now? Um, I probably prefer a Rudy if I have Diaz. If I don't have Diaz, I prefer Barrios. Okay. Because okay. Diaz, is a, he's a playmaker, and he's probably going to be more likely to get to the striker than Barrios. Yep. Yep. Barrios can kind of create a play all on his own, so it depends how you build your lineup. I'd, a Rudy at 6,500 is a lot, though, even against a bad team because he's extremely goal-dependent. Mm-hmm. And he's probably unlikely to score three of them. Yeah, but he did have a sweet bicycle kick last game, so he's probably <laughs> feeling good two games ago, I guess, in Dallas terms. Okay. Uh, Skyler, how do you like this one? I like Diaz. The price definitely makes me do a double-take on him. Um but if you're paying up for anybody, then I'd say on this slate that uh, I'd say that it's maybe Giovinco and then Diaz right behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, Michael Deleu. I was is, just uh, about to say thousand dollars again, which is sweet. And even though I think Dallas is going to have a, a great game here and take care of Chicago, that's I mean, if you want to fit in Giovinco. And Diaz right there is a, a guy you can use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good call. You uh, I think you threw that out in your article mm-hmm. before the slate started, so it was I mean count. it was it was kind of a no brainer to be fair, but it's just you know, you pay attention to the teams and it was he was ready to go. They've been hyping him up for a while and boom. But not a lot of people pay attention to Chicago at all, so I guess I guess it takes someone that half follows the team to to have known <laughs> yeah i think i was expecting a little bit more out of a com which i think i'm always expecting a little bit more out of a com but he's been pretty disappointing yeah. for a month a month and a half yeah he has and it just seemed like last night was the perfect time for him to kind of snap out of that but it didn't happen yeah yeah just... i i'm kind of questioning his motivation at this point in the season i mean he's on a bad team and who knows yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, – I was hopeful that Jesse Gonzalez would have been priced down after Seitz let in five goals, and he's been playing so much lately. I kind of feel like Gonzalez might slide back into net for this one. So Isn't he with the – is he with the Olympic team, though? Oh, is he? Okay. So, I yeah, think I guess, he is. Yeah, I think he'd probably be on the team, so if they've already uh, started their – Well, Cuba's been away for like three weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I thought I saw Gonzalez in one of the lineups recently, but maybe not. Um, yeah, I mean, you could be right. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm guessing. Or but... whoever, uh, whoever Dallas's backup is, maybe that. He was on the bench yesterday. Gonzalez. Yeah. But 
Either way, he's still he's over yeah. five thousand. So maybe they'll let hoping... him play. <laughs> and Hollingshead, I assume, gets to start with Harris suspended, right? Who knows? I mean, Hollingshead has not been playing a lot recently. Yeah, but... I think he started with that ragtag group last night, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he did. Uh, did he? Oh yeah, he did as a midfielder. He moved up a little bit. Hey, if you guys want to put this game into context, Chicago has about a ten percent chance to win according to the books, and also their expected goals is uh, like yeah. point seven point seven eight. eight. Yeah, um, which is one of the lowest ones I've ever seen. And I was gonna say Dallas is uh, expected over two, and I, you never see that in MLS. Rarely do you see yeah the bookmakers say someone's going to get two or more. Yeah. Oof. I don't know where to, yeah. The problem, I feel like if you want the exposure of the guys who are going to score, you got to pay up for them, which, I mean, theoretically makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no one's cheap on Dallas. I yeah. mean, if you want to bank on a Walker-Zimmerman header, maybe you can do that, or I don't know. It's tough. All right, let's. Uh, we got one more. Or no, we got two ten o'clock games in the ten thirty. Uh, first ten o'clock we'll start with was is Orlando visiting Vancouver. Orlando seems like an absolute mess uh, without Kaká, who didn't play last night and is still questionable to play this weekend. And I feel like he's been out for long enough that I'm not sure we can re- rely on him starting. Uh, is there? Is there anyone from Orlando that makes you think you can get some value on the road at Vancouver? Rivas played forward last night, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, but yeah, not really. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to convince myself that Kevin Molino was a solid one a few two two slates ago, so it was last weekend I guess, and that that didn't work out. Breck Shea's never been anywhere close to his price. That's <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, this season, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, 5,800 he is right now. I mean, that's Rex Shea probably ridiculous. played his best game the first game after uh, Heath got fired. Mm-hmm. And I saw Harrison Heath got the start, which seems like the weirdest <laughs> of ironies. <laughs> that is pretty strange. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Has Adrian Heath said anything about it yet? Like, released any kind of statement? I haven't seen anything. He's pretty much a legend at Orlando City. Mm-hmm. So I feel like things are going to end up amicably, I hope. It seems like the club wants to just be bigger than he is. Well, I, th- I think that maybe he's not the greatest tactically. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a better motivator, and eventually that runs out. Like, if you're just a motivator, the effect on the team wears off. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's bad tactically, but some guys are, like, really, really good at it, and I don't think he's in that realm. hmm Okay. And I also think he made the entire, like, pro-referee organization dislike Orlando, or at <laughs> least I think some people had that kind of image of him. So he definitely never was helped by the referees. And that's the thing that really bothers Orlando fans, that they always seem to get screwed. Right. All right. Um, on the Vancouver side, is there anyone that gets you excited? Oh, my God. Takara was so good last night. 
7200 Yeah, it's pricey. So I don't know that I'm all in, but like in one lineup or two, definitely. Over Bolaños. Finally coming back around. Bolaños seemed to be taking more free kicks last night, if if I saw correctly. I didn't watch the whole game, but... um, I mean, he's been yeah, taking them for a while. I still though. go with Bolaños and Cash and maybe Takara and, and more of a tournament lineup. Any thoughts it's... on having both of them? Oh, yeah. In the yeah, same lineup? Absolutely. Well, um, that's what I meant. Last night it would have paid off for sure. I think some guys actually probably won some stuff with both of them in there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, I don't think I'd play both of them. But I'm I stack less than a lot of people, so I tend to stay away from it myself. But it's that's, that's an extremely expensive stack too. That's, I, yeah. But Orlando is out of sorts, so I don't know. I think Mosquita in this game could be a good play with one of them because they they do seem to function better when he's playing at the center attacking midfield role. Um, even though he's not been getting like huge points on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I, I do think he's better than the box scores kind of show. So if you want to pair someone cheaper, then maybe that's a good stack. Or if you want to get uh, whoever starts it forward, it very well could be Blas Perez this game, um, then maybe that's a good play too. I was going to say Blas Perez, um, I don't th- think even made the 18 yesterday. But, but with Kudo back, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see him. Well, Blas starts, Perez right? started last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, um... I think I remember seeing something about him and uh, Morales being taken off for a late knock or something like that. I'm wondering if that's why they were both out this past game. Okay. Yeah, and I still stand by the fact that I don't think Kudo is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he doesn't get you going after you watched him live. No, I thought he was really bad, but that was his... <laughs> he had more DraftKings points in that one game than the rest of his appearances combined. That's right. Oh, yeah, it was the game that he actually scored a goal. That's right. Was... And he had an assist, and I thought he looked dreadful. <laughs> hmm. Maybe you're not made for in-person in, uh, scouting. <laughs> no, he was just lucky with his goal. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the other 10 o'clock Eastern game is RSL at home against New England, who... Uh, has been absolutely horrible this year, uh, defensively at least. Um, RSL is going to uh, trot out a forward who is sixty four hundred bucks and has scored at least fifteen points in five straight games. Um, and it's not Burrito and it's not Jao Plata who's a little banged up, but it's Yuramov Sissian who uh, JD you've been talking about from the beginning of the season, and yet I feel like you're not buying in right now i almost never play him to be honest right he's been really goal dependent um out of the three forwards he's kind of been the least active um so uh, probably two maybe three of these games you're talking about in a row that he's gotten more than 15 points have been thanks to a penalty kick Mm -hmm. else he would have had less so if we hate on pedro morales for that if you hate on kaka last year for that then I feel like you have to continue this to Yoram of Sissian. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I'm on the fence because he's he's scoring. He's in form. RSL have a good attack around him. New England's defense is bad. So if you're in that 6,500 uh, range, 
he's probably as good as anybody you're going to get. But uh, there's like a couple toss-ups in that area, and I don't think he stands out far ahead of any of them. Okay. Um, Skyler, if Plata sits out again, which sounds like is definitely a possibility, does that make you like Javier Morales a lot more, or does it not change your opinion at all? Oh, yeah, I'd probably, I like him uh, a lot more when Plata's not playing, for sure. Yeah. Um, but just overall, then he's been a tough one to, to roll out, um, especially since, like we said, Mavsissian's on PKs now. Like That was one of the things that I used to really like about Javier Morales is that he was on all of Salt Lake's corners, stood over all their free kicks, took their penalty kicks, and that's all kind of out the window this season, so... Um, I do like him more, but I still like Mavsissian, um a whole lot more at the price and just given his production lately. And actually, I uh, disagree with you a little bit, J.D., just on the premise of him being uh, goal-dependent. He's actually been, you know, putting up at least 10 points almost without scoring a goal. Um, I think last night he ended up with 11 he didn't score, but he had 11 points, I think, just from cross from uh, shots, and he's actually thrown in a handful of crosses now, um, drawn some fouls. So he's kind of emerged as a, a really decent play at the price, and it's going to be hard to fade him on this slate. I mean, in his game log, he hasn't topped three crosses ever. Um... Well, yeah, he's not even a cross. I mean, he's not the type of forward that you look to as a crossing forward, and he's still getting some off, so... A couple. I mean, the main way he's getting points outside of goals is shots on goal, which, right. I mean, that's fine, but that's not a a consistent thing that happens unless you're talking about, like, Villa or Javinko. I mean, you can just as easily have one shot on goal as four or five. It's much easier to get just one, even if you're a good forward. Yeah, but so, the difference is you're paying that extra, like, four or 5000 bucks for a floor of about 10 with Via and Giovinco, but you're only paying 6,000 for that floor of 10 just from shots with, with, uh, Mopsissian. So, but, but for the first three months of the season, his floor was not 10. Yeah. But now that he's in a, in a groove, then it's hard from a fantasy standpoint. And that's all you're looking for is a guy that's hot. Right. Well, I don't believe in that as much as you, I guess. <laughs> I mean, form means a little bit, but he's like how many years old? 30-plus. It's not like he magically became a different guy. Right. In this case, and it's a, a mix of form and uh, opponent. I'd say uh, New England is probably one of the, the teams of all of us have probably picked on the most this season. So, Yeah, I definitely agree there. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be highly owned, I think. It's For me, it's just like Madronda. Just because this guy's been doing good for like five or six straight dick games does not mean that his talent level suggests he's going to be like guaranteed cash money for like all of eternity. <laughs> so yeah, like that's... if everybody's going to lock these guys in in a tournament, then I don't want them because to me they're not guaranteed. Like if everyone locks Javinko in, sure, then maybe I'll want him. But if everyone's locking in players that I think are average but in form, then I'm usually going to pass on them. Okay. Because average players just don't keep their streak up for so long. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not, I mean, we, yeah, I'm we talk about the hot hand. Bias a lot, so that's kind of how I'm viewing this. How do you view Kai Kamara? 
Oh my god. First of all, I guess we need to acknowledge the bet I lost with uh, our friend of the <laughs> podcast, Luis Pacheco. <laughs> right. Um, he wanted to wager me that Ola Kamara would score more points than Kai Kamara, and I thought that was pretty absurd, giving Kai's uh, big revenge game. And Kai Kamara was fantastic last match. Uh, the first goal, he pretty much forced the defender to kind of make a bad clearance that I believe let Lee win score from the top of the box. Mm -hmm. But no assist there because he didn't touch us. That's fine. Next goal, he forced an own goal, and MLS has given four own goal assists this season. I'm not sure what an own goal assist is if it's not the Kamara kind of right. <laughs> crossing in the box. So that would have won me the bet. Uh, I think he got a cheap yellow card later on, which I didn't agree with. Several things, but end of the day, I lost, and uh, I have some some poetry to write. That was my end uh -oh. of the bet. That's right. So go. it's not ready for tonight. I've oh, been busy man. this week, and I really would like to to impress with these um, and make it worthwhile. So we're going to be good. We're going to spread them out over the next three podcasts. Excellent. Luis has picked three of my favorite players in the league um, <laughs> that I can write about. So, <laughs> and I might be a little bitter about the loss. I feel like I was correct in that Kai Kamara was much better, which Lu Luis has admitted, but uh, fair is fair. And, yeah, tune into the next three podcasts. Excellent. I love it. Looking forward to it. But but Kai Kamara is, a, I think, a good play in this one. RSL's not that good defensively. They got some young guys. And if Kai can carry over any of the motivation from last match, I mean, it's going to be good. Lee Wynn? Anyone? Mm. Anyone? Not really. You're probably going to have Diaz for 800 bucks more. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, I usually win some last week when... He to pair him with Kamara because I figured if Kamara's going to be a beast maybe Lee Wynn can be like a nice little stack that not many people would use and I mean when he has a good game it's, it's pretty lucrative in terms of fantasy value because he's never a guy that tons of people play Right. so he helped me out a little bit last weekend but I think I'm largely off of him for 8500 okay yes same here and, how about and... Chris Tierney yeah, Tierney's done well lately. It's between him and uh, Afu, I think, for for me. And I, I mean, I'm probably leaning towards the guy that's actually on corner kicks and set pieces. But that's the that's going to be the game day decision for me. Yeah, we talk a lot about how Real Salt Lake like allows more crosses than pretty much any other team. Yeah. So even though Tierney's really pricey, that that could be a nice defensive play there. Mm-hmm. That is pretty pricey. Very. So you obviously couldn't play Diaz and Jovinko unless you really skimmed the bottom of the barrel. I guess it depends if Mark Bloom starts. <laughs> we can only start. Started, started he last started night. in the midfield last night, according to the uh, the graphic on yep. MLS.com. I don't know if I buy that. Well, yeah, he's just moving. I mean, he could be a striker by the end of the weekend if he keeps moving up like this, right? I forget to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, I see Bloom on the wing, actually, on the one from last night. It looks like they played a 5-3-2. Yeah, that's that what was I a think a couple, uh, couple pods ago. I think I said I thought he was listed as a midfielder. I went back and looked, and, yeah, they've got him out there. But, 
He, I think it is actually a five-three-two. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely what I would have assumed. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure, sure he's not suited to playing defense, let alone the wing. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of him, let's go to the uh, the other the last game on Saturday, ten thirty Eastern, Toronto at San Jose. Tough place to play. Um, JD, we know you're not interested in Javinko this week. Skyler, it sounded like you're still still buying in. Yeah, I'm still buying in for sure. Anytime that Javinko's on the board that I'm buying in, um, it sounds cliche, but it's pretty much a given uh, for me to just set it and forget it with him. I mean, he's the type of player that he's been not scoring goals, but still in the tournament winning lineups. So I think that kind of speaks for itself. I mean, even though you're paying premium for him, you're pretty much guaranteed 20 points even without a goal so i'll take it i mean san jose is a tough team on the road but we've said it before say it again that giovinko's matchup proof and i think that's the case in this one coming off some rest um i think he's he's just as good of a play as anybody out there and i'm willing to pay up again for him i actually like giovinko this week i was kind of scoffing earlier at the fact that he is preferable to Mario Diaz for the value. I think if you have to pick one this week, it's Mario Diaz. I mean, he's playing Chicago at home. Mm-hmm. Javinko is playing with a bunch of nobodies. Maybe Josie is back, um, but largely a bunch of nobodies at San Jose. Um, I I stick with what I wrote up for the Wednesday slate, though, that I think Javinko is... Uh, going to be highly motivated. He's very frustrated. He hasn't scored in seven games. He ripped his jersey mm-hmm. last time he was on the field, which was awesome. Um, <laughs> Super Giovinco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and the other thing to note is Clarence Goodson's out with an injury. Um, I think it's a pretty serious injury, actually. He's been out for a while, I think. Right? Oh, he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he had back for... surgery. Yeah, he's been yeah, out he's for a while. Um, which is Clarence Goodson's one of the most underrated players in the entire league, if you ask me. Um, I always liked him when he played with the U.S. national team. I think he's an extremely good center back, uh, very smart positionally, and he can definitely hold down the the center of the defense on set pieces, etc. So I don't know. That's a that's a real bummer for San Jose, and I think you're going to see some cracks in their defense without him. Yeah, 13 shots last game for Javinko. That's just, that's not. But only one on goal. Only one on goal. That's just as crazy. <laughs> He's been taking shots from everywhere. everywhere. A lot of people are criticizing it, saying he needs to cool it. Uh, he's just taking stupid shots because he's frustrated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he can make them, but I don't, I mean, you, there has to be a balance. And I know he feels like he's playing with a bunch of nobodies, but. You make the offense extremely predictable if they know you're just going to shoot from outside the 18. Right. So as much as I love Javinko and kind of want him to keep shooting for fantasy purposes, uh, in real-life purposes, I can understand why Toronto fans are a little bit frustrated. But, I mean, I think they just need to get through this rash of injuries and they'll be okay. They had a really great start to the season, so they can afford to drop a couple. Uh, anyone from the earthquakes that interest you? Um, I think I'll probably consider one of their midfielders. I, got, I have to see who starts first, but 
Yeah, I mean, if Perez Garcia's in, I kind of like him, even though he, we talked about before how he's kind of just a 60 to 65-minute player. Um, yeah, and he didn't start last game after we talked about that. Right. That was... Selena started, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, if but Salinas then, uh, starts, I wish he was cheaper. He never starts, and they keep him at such a high price. It's absurd. Yeah, it is really weird and frustrating. Like, no one else is like that largely in uh, in the midfield. Like, I when I scroll through, there's not too many people that rarely play that stay at that high of a price. It's very frustrating because yeah. Salinas is one of the – I hate to use the underrated term again, but he's one of the most underrated crossers in the entire league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can serve up a beautiful ball. Okay. Anybody? Wando? <laughs> not really. No. Maybe at home – Maybe as a late game hammer, <laughs> maybe. I don't hate Wando, but yeah, I'm not really in. It's a t- it, at that price, it's really tough to pay for him. Just some of the other options you're you're gonna want to try to fit in. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be really tough unless you're really feeling Wando, um, needing to make up some ground in a tournament or something like that. I just I can't really think of too many situations I'd use him. But to to use him. You pretty much are are you're fading Javinko, not because like one cancels the other out, but I'm guessing you're not going to wait that late to make a decision on Wando, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah that, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> I mean, the only like say for instance, I'm whatever third place in a tournament that pays the top two or something, and there's only one slot left, and like mine in the top two guys lineups and you know that there's probably going to be a Giovinco and the other two probably you could probably do the math if you really wanted to take the time to crunch some numbers but I've done it before I'm not going to say I haven't <laughs> um, but you know in that instance where if you can tell I know who these guys have I've got to do something different and that might be the only spot that I would you know and that and you're going to have to have that extra like whatever four thousand bucks left over, which kills me anytime I have that extra bank left over. But sometimes you got to do it in spots like that. Yeah, for the record, Skyler's picturing himself in fourth, right behind you, and wants you to switch from Javinko <laughs> to Wando. The guy he just described is a guaranteed twenty points, even when he doesn't score a goal. Right. Oh man. I would almost never. I would just stay in third place because if you switch from Javinko to Wando, everybody behind you. Is catching up, most yeah. likely. Well, but there's the, been a couple of uh, DraftKings contests lately where it's just first and second is the uh, the prize. So that's kind of what I'm referring to more or less. Gotcha. Is that if you're not in the money, you've got to do something drastic to try to make a, a, mm-hmm. yeah. a jump for the money. Then, no, that's true. Um, one more thing in this game: Cordell Cato had eight crosses last game, and he unfortunately is a midfielder, but he's only thirty-two hundred. So, hmm. I I guess if you want to play Wando, and Cordell Cato's throwing it into the box, uh, you could kind of squint and see a, a stack there. <laughs> okay, I feel like if you decide to fade Javinko, you almost have to play David Bingham, right? Like, is is oh are, yeah, are the earthquakes going to lose at home? With Javinko not scoring? Probably not, right. although Columbus pretty much did last night. I know they Probably. didn't lose, but yeah. to me it's a loss. <laughs> yeah, Bingham's a pretty solid value at 4,400. That's what I was thinking, yeah. And Toronto coming off uh, midweek game, mm-hmm. traveling to San Jose. Yeah, it's a pretty good spot for him. 
He's gonna gonna have to make some saves, we think, on Giovinco. If he gets more than one shot more on goal, one on goal. <laughs> Hopefully. So Hopefully. I kinda like that play. Alright. Uh let's move to Sunday. We've got three games. Um like I said at the beginning, uh DraftKings has a three game slate which are have the bigger GPPs. They're not humongous, but they're bigger. And then there's a two game late slate. So the three o'clock game, three Eastern, is Seattle at Portland. Uh, 5 o'clock Eastern is New York City FC at Montreal. And 7 o'clock is the Red Bulls at the Union, which seemed like it would be a much different match two months ago. You would have thought this was just New York, the Red Bulls coming in to roll over the Union, but the Union been pretty good despite what JD wants to continue to believe. Um, but let's kind of take this all in one conversation just to make it a little easier. Uh, I love this group of games. Yeah, it has a lot of fun players in it. Like, um, these three games are probably better than everything we just talked about combined. <laughs> they might be. Um, Except he... Clint Dempsey had to go and be a jackass right. and slap someone in the face when they were up, I think, two goals and up a man. Yeah. Uh, he knew this big rivalry game was coming, yet he just can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, that's... You said it perfectly. Uh, so, yeah, Dempsey will be suspended or is suspended. Uh, Diego Valeri is questionable. Um, he's banged oh, up. I with... hope he plays and just torches them. Yep. Uh, he's so much better than Dempsey at this point, it's not even funny. <laughs> like, if Dempsey played for the U.S. or if Valeri played for the U.S. national team, it'd be so much We'd better. We'd be okay, yeah. Um, Didier Drogba has missed the last few matches, and even if he's fit enough, I can't picture him starting. Um just because he's old. But uh yes, this would be the perfect game. You would yeah, think. I actually kind of think that he will start if he if he's fit. Really? With his yeah. boy Lampard in town? Yeah, with Lampard <laughs> in town, they've been kind of hyping it up on social media, little banter back and forth. Okay. And the funny yeah, thing this... is they'd be much more likely to sit out the game together and hang out in the press box <laughs> in the owner's box. No, Lampard's hot. That's, I mean, you can't get that guy off the field. What is it, three and four? Four and five? Yeah, four and five with goals. Well, the one just bounced off of him. I think they all pretty much just bounce <laughs> off of him. I don't know. I went back and looked at it a couple of times. If you watch it in slow motion, it looks like he actually did turn his body in the direction of that corner. So, but his, well, I think, his, eyes, I think his eyes were closed, though. <laughs> Give him some I credit. mean, everyone's going to open their body up to try and get it somewhere. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Definitely took a generous deflection. <laughs> so if, let's say, Drogba and Valeri play, we've got those two. We've got Piatti. We have David Villa. We've got the Red Bulls guys with Kledgen or BWP. Who's first on your team? Uh, if Drogba is starting, then it's Drogba for me. Um, I'm going to kind of keep my eyes peeled on some reports coming out of Montreal because I think we're probably going to hear something hopefully tomorrow mm -hmm. um, building up to the game. I mean, it's a big game for them, so I think we'll hear if Drogba's in or out. But, yeah, if he starts, then he's it for me. Okay. He's the type of guy that can sit out three games and then come back and score a hat trick. So I agree with you there. Um, Here's my I, dilemma. Uh, oh, let's you can go it. ahead if you want. Okay, my dilemma. 
My dilemma is that I think Ignacio Piotti and Diego Valeri would be my favorite two options. Uh, if you haven't seen Piotti's goal from last night, just stop listening to this podcast. Um, even delete it if you want. I don't care. But go watch his goal from last night. It was phenomenal. And yeah, then... Bossed everybody out. Yes. And uh, But the issue with them being my favorite plays is that you virtually can't find a cheap forward on this slate. Like, every team's good forward is expensive. So unless you're, like, using kind of wingers that aren't very good, like Lucas Milano or maybe Jack McInerney gets in again, uh, who knows, Hercules Gomez... Uh, Mike Grell is down to 5,500, which is kind of appealing. But anyway, I mean, you have to use expensive forwards, it seems like, and then that means we're going to have to use cheaper midfielders. You get, so, I mean, if Drogba doesn't play. Well, Salazar didn't even start last night. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did they even start a forward? Like, I don't think, I think they actually. Duro. Wasn't Adiro in? I didn't think he started. Uh, I, I saw someone weird up top. Venegas. Uh, yeah, Venegas, oh, yeah, Pontifero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting, but so those could be plays if they start. Uh, I don't think this Mateo Mancosu that they signed is ready yet from Syria. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, no, they loaned him. They loaned him out oh, there? No, Bologna or... loaned him to the impact. Right. I thought I was seeing that they loaned him out again. But but he probably hasn't played since the end of the season, so. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready. But, I mean, if he starts up top, sure. It's NYCFC, so. Whoa, three clean sheets in four games, NYCFC. They're apparently really close to signing an, a guy from the uh, the Belgian League or the Dutch League. I, th- I think it's the Dutch League. And apparently he's quite good and used to play with um, Briant. Hmm, great. <laughs> used to anchor <laughs> Briant, I'm guessing. But, right. uh <laughs> Apparently, Briant's a kind of an issue because he speaks French and doesn't understand other people. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a weird slate. I mean, Alberg's probably going to play, right? Yeah. And he's now more expensive than Lampard, which kind of gives us a dilemma. Ilsenio's 3,600. Yeah. Um, Jack Harrison I... at 35. He's been kind of a disappointment, though. Harry Ship finally got a goal. That's right. Verone yeah, got a start. About, yeah, Verone got a start. And if you're talking about somebody in the hovering around 3,500 to 4,000, Roldan is uh, worth a look, with especially with Dempsey out. I think he scored his scored a goal last night. I think yep. that might have been his first. It was. His yeah. first ever in two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, he's 3,900. And, uh, you know, yes. he's, not, he's had, uh, I think, it up here. He had nine uh, the game before last night, and then seven the game before that. So thirty nine hundred um, might take a look at him over a guy like Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, but over yeah, Jack Harrison. Yeah, I'd say maybe uh, roll down over Harrison, and maybe Ilsenio over both of those guys. Uh, I'm gonna check out how many shots on target Roll Dan has this year. I bet it's not very many. <laughs> Considering his box score shows one in the last ten. But that's not counting last night, so. Yeah, all I care about is the DraftKings points, so. Uh, let's see, Harrison's got two last game, three the game before, 
There's a little blip on the radar, 22, and then up three again the game before that. But the DraftKings, I mean, DraftKings points are great, but you're completely discounting the fact that Roldan is 95% certain, maybe even more, to not score a goal, and Harrison is. So, it all. I mean, if you're trying to win a tournament, I don't care if Roldan is consistently getting seven points. Yeah, I mean, I could, I'd say that they're probably on par with each other as far as who's more likely to score. Roldan has two shots on goal all season. Yeah, but he's hot now. And he, he only has 13 shots total. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to... <laughs> I'd be willing to... Sounds like a head-to-head that against, needs to happen. Yeah, I'd be willing to stick him up against Harrison. I mean, I'll double down. You can write poetry. You want to take my half of the bet? <laughs> I'll write 100 poems if uh, Roldan outscores Jack Harrison. Whoa. I'll take it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but what are you doing? I'll write, uh, I'll write 100 poems, too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure this is where the fantasy industry needs to go. Uh, I think they're screaming for it. <laughs> Anybody like Jordan Morris? No, not really. No. Maybe on a three-game slate. <laughs> that means no. <laughs> Probably not, though. Okay. I mean, like JD said earlier, it's just looking at the six teams that are playing, you're going to have to have that forward that goes off. I don't think it's going to be Jordan Morris. Yeah. Do, do we... Seattle's the worst team to pick out of all of these if you're like looking for a... And offense. I mean, they're at Portland. They don't have Dempsey. Yeah. They haven't been very good except last game against. That might not even have been Dallas's like, B team. That was bad. Yeah, that was a bit of a fluke. I mean, they're better with Dempsey. I mean, they're definitely not, like, saying a lot, Dempsey. but like, yeah, they're yeah, better I mean, with Dempsey and they like, don't have him. So, yeah, I, I hate on Dempsey a lot, but when he wants to be, he's still a good player at times. Yeah. Um, so if if Drogba plays, are you off of Piotti? No, no, I'd still play him. Okay, I'd play him together. Okay, if I could, if I could squeeze, may may have to have uh, Roldan and Harrison in there too. I see Josh Saunders is thirty nine. I will have no Roldan ever this season. <laughs> I, if anyone ever sees me with Roldan in my lineup, you can call me out and tell Andrew to fire me. Okay. <laughs> Um, so no, Josh Saunders at thirty nine hundred. Maybe hoping, hoping he makes seven saves. If Drogba doesn't play, yeah. then you're really stopping. I mean, they actually have a good defense or offense with whoever gets in there. Yeah, I think they're kind of underrated as being just a team that's only Piotti or only Drogba. But uh, I think their other pieces are pretty good outside of Harry Ship. So. David I Villa? really don't like him. He's sneaky on my bad list. Yeah. Yeah, I like David Villa. I mean, I almost said he was my top play, even though he's on the road in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy that puts shots on net. He has more than Jovinko this yeah. season. Yep. Yeah, put up a dud last game, though. That was uh, another frustrating play from that MLS Euro match mashup <laughs> against KC, too. Yeah. I feel like he's it has a little bit longer of a leash than one game. He's probably won you thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not saying I would never uh, 
wouldn't consider him, especially on a three-game slate. He's probably maybe my second or third, probably my second ranked forward on the three-game slate behind Drogba. So. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. Like, him and Drogba are close. I mean, I've watched David Villa play at a high level all season, and Drogba, we're just, like, hoping he comes back in his Drogba. After an injury, like his thousandth injury, I don't know. He is going to, I guess he's motivated playing against Lampard, which is weird, but I don't know how much to put into that. Yeah. Because I, I, people uh, in Daily Fantasy in general, like some really heavy analytics people like to say that like the motivation factor is nothing, the revenge game factor is nothing, etc. But in MLS, like teams legitimately go into a game and don't care if they win sometimes. Like sure they'd like to, but it's a meaningless game in June or July. You know, they're in a decent playoff spot, whatever. Dallas. Yeah, so I, <laughs> right. I but I mean like just players that actually are starting even like you can almost make an argument that when you get some new guys like Dallas had, they should be out there hustling more because they're finally getting a shot. But like some teams legitimately just go through the motions, and that's probably one of the the biggest things holding MLS back. And uh, I don't know. I think it's tough to read it sometimes because sometimes they just throw out a dud out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's a good so, point going into the weekend because as crazy as it was Wednesday night, and I don't think it'll be as crazy this weekend. But there's definitely gonna be some guys. Uh, probably absent and some more rotation to deal with so yeah there's also an unspoken rule i think between mls managers that when you have like a wednesday slate between two weekend games that you're playing you like rest guys yeah and you like both put out a subpar team together so that it's just like if you put out a full team except you're resting some guys like neither team's kind of getting a big advantage but Except Siggy Schmidt's job was on the line, so <laughs> he had to throw him out there against Dallas. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right, that's the full slate. Um, we did some solid DFS and FMLS there. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Hope we didn't skip anything after I've been gone for the last few days. Yeah, Big Sam, please stay at Sunderland. <laughs> Why would you like that? Well, first of all, I actually, I in a twisted way, I really like Big Sam, and I, for some reason, don't mind Sunderland. Okay. Uh, but also, I would enjoy if Klinsman left. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right. Skylar, any last words? Any last uh, late pod hammer that you wanted to drop? <laughs> late pod hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wondering who the, the number 14 overall uh, fantasy player in the world is uh, rolling with as their captain or if there's any must-haves this week in uh, fantasy MLS because you know we've got the wild card to set up tonight tomorrow before the uh, 10 o'clock deadline yeah use it guys because it's only not even 24 hours by the time you listen to this yeah it is pretty crazy how quickly that comes up um, I don't know yet I I see the I tend to look very short term when it comes to not having to plan double game weeks or buys for the next three weeks. So, um, I don't know. I liked seeing, um, Montreal, the, the Drogba thing is going to be a killer cause we won't really right. know, 
but I think Drogba would definitely be on my squad. They got home against New York City FC this weekend, obviously. Then they're home against Philly at DC and home against Houston for the next four. So if I'm forcing myself to look ahead, that I'm really looking at that. Piotti's locked in, but yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. By the way, it looks like Laurent Simon got injured last night and may may miss this weekend. So that kind of boosts Via a little more in my Mm. mind. I'm not sure he could be boosted anymore in my mind. So well, Simon is—I mean—he was Defender of the Year last year. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, we'll see what. Let me. I'll look into that and make sure we. Uh, look, I guess it sounds like it's an ankle injury in the 54th. So we'll see how serious that really is. But yeah, Montreal is, looks attractive if if Drogba comes back. Yeah. Even if not. Eye on. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, guys, thank you for uh, all that help today, and thank you for getting me to 14th overall so far. Hopefully we can keep that going, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.